Welcome to Answers from Antioch. You have joined us at the intersection of God's Word and today's world. This broadcast is brought to you by the Antioch Baptist Church in Bristol, Virginia. Join us as we examine information that impacts the church, the Christian, and the Christian home. Hello, everyone. Thanks for tuning in today on this July 3rd. Can that be? Yes, it is. Hey, we're in the 4th of July weekend. And if you're with us on Friday, we begin with our reminders of how God so greatly and by His grace established this nation and how our forefathers were depending on God. Our Declaration of Independence was not a independence from God, but actually it was a declaration of dependence on Almighty God. And we're going to share more information today and just be reminded during this time, both today and tomorrow, of how our, our nation has been blessed by Jehovah God, Almighty God has blessed us. And it's not been Allah or Buddha. It's been Jehovah God, our Lord Jesus. And our founding fathers knew that and had a great dependency upon him. And I think much of the great blessings of independence came from the great awakening that took place in the 1730s and 1740s a revival movement that blazed across all of the colonies. Uh, Most of the preachers in those days were only, can we say, preaching uh, dense theological sermons, a quote from Dr. Andrew Phipps, and I think he was correct, till Jonathan Edwards ignited a spiritual resurrection, I would call it, with a fervor and He wanted to get the congregation mentally and emotionally aroused and stirred toward God. He wanted genuine repentance. That's what Jonathan Edwards wanted. This preacher looked back to the teachings of the pilgrims, and he sought to return to the fear of God and resurrect the fear of God among the people. He was joined by other great preachers, George Whitfield and many others that travel across the colonies with their passionate preaching. And Jonathan Edwards' sermon, often called the greatest sermon ever preached on American soil, was preached in 1741, Sinners in the Hands of an Angry God. And certainly that sparked the beginning of what I believe was the Great Awakening, what we know as the Great Awakening. And I'm praying, God, do it again. Please do it again, O Lord. I'm going to quote from George Whitfield, a great evangelist across America in those days. He said, Among the many reasons assignable for the sad decay of true Christianity, perhaps the neglecting to assemble ourselves together in religious societies is one of the greatest reasons that we have not had a great move of God and for the decay of true Christianity. And certainly since the days of COVID, we in the church world today have neglected the assembling together. Uh, Still, the churches are not back to what they were before COVID, not in attendance, not in fervor and spirit, And we could actually quote the same thing that George Whitfield said, that 
among the many reasons that we could assign for the sad decay of true Christianity in America, perhaps the neglecting to assemble ourselves together in religious services is not one of the least of these. Or in other words, it is probably among the top reasons. And I think he's correct there. But the Great Awakening took place. God moved and America was blessed. God preserved America. Uh, during those days, as I said, it was the Great Awakening. Uh, a day of prayer, a notable day of prayer was declared among all the colonies in 1746. At that time, French Admiral D'Anville had sailed for New England. He commanded the most powerful fleet on the waters at that time, 70 ships with 13,000 troops. His intention was to recapture Lewisburg, Nova Scotia, and then to come to Boston, and from Boston to New York and all the way to Georgia, he was going to destroy everything he could. Now, this was French Admiral D'Anville. Well, the Massachusetts Governor William Shirley declared a day of prayer and fasting on October the 16th, 1746. He prayed for deliverance, and he declared a prayer for all the colony of Massachusetts for deliverance and for God to help them. And in Boston's Old South Meeting House, Reverend Thomas Prince prayed. Here's what he prayed, and I quote, Send thy tempests, Lord, upon the waters. Scatter the ships of our tormentors. That's what he prayed for. Well, historian Catherine Drinker Brown related that as he finished praying, the sky darkened, winds shrieked and howled, and the church bells began to ring a wild and uneven sound, she said, that no man was, and no man was in the steeple to ring the church bells. But God heard that prayer. A hurricane subsequently sank and scattered the entire French fleet. With 4,000 sick, 2,000 dead of the French army that was on board the ships, including Admiral D'Anville himself, the vice admiral, uh, threw himself on his sword and committed suicide, and God protected the colonies from the French invasion back in 1746. This was 30 years before a Declaration of Independence, and I believe it came about because of the Great Awakening that happened in the 1730s and 40s in America. How very important that is. And uh, uh, Ben Franklin, Benjamin Franklin, proposed a great fast and prayer for the Pennsylvania's colony at that time. It was approved by the Pennsylvania's president and council and published in the Pennsylvania Gazette December 12, 1747. On May 24, 1774, two years before our declaration, Thomas Jefferson drafted a resolution for a day of fasting, humiliation, and prayer to be observed as the British had blockaded Boston's harbor. So you see, God was at work in America before we declared our Declaration of Independence, and it was because of the Great Awakening and the prayers of God's people during those days. 
George Washington wrote in his diary on June the 1st, 1774. He said, I went to church today and I fasted all day long. The April the 19th, 1775, in a proclamation of a day of fasting and prayer, the governor of Connecticut, Jonathan Trumbull, said these words, God would graciously, let's pray, he says, that God would graciously pour out his Holy Spirit on us to bring us to a thorough repentance and effectual reformation that our iniquities may not be our ruin, that he would restore, preserve, and secure the liberties of all this and all the other British American colonies and make the land of mountain of holiness and a habitation of righteousness forever. Oh, that might be our prayer today. Oh, that it would be our prayer for today. Written in April the 19th, and seventy-five by Connecticut Governor Jonathan Trumbull. May we pray that prayer today as we're approaching July 4th, that God would graciously pour out His Holy Spirit on us to bring us to a thorough repentance and effectual reformation that our iniquities may not be our ruin, and that He, God, would restore, preserve, and secure the liberties of this and all of the other states in America and make the land a mountain of holiness, a habitation of righteousness forever. Do that. Oh, God, we do pray. Well, my time's gone. Join us tomorrow for a special 4th of July celebration. Thank you for joining us today. We encourage you to visit our website at antiochbristol.com. There you will find many ways to contact us and connect with us and so much more. Until next time, stand firm in Jesus' truth.